Everybody get up, it's time to slam now We got a real jam going down Welcome to the Space Jam Here's your chance, do your dance at the Space Jam Alright, alright I'm Chris Schlegel. Special guest Lon Sims. The specialist guest. We, oh, there yeah. must always be three. <laughs> Except for when there's not three. And there definitely <laughs> can't be three consistent people. Uh, the rule of three. The rule of, yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, guys. So we're back. A little bit of a longer uh, hiatus between episodes. And that's mainly because my school year has started. So I've been working like 12 11 12 13 hour days um very pleasant but i'm back with the kids now so doing the thing yeah well so that was all like training i'm with air quotes there um good old teacher work day yeah it's like like actually worse i'd rather i like it better when the kids are there and it's a normal school day uh like less work and more enjoyable i hate staff training for my job anyway so we're back uh and it's good it worked out because we have some juicy stuff to discuss that's the uh wtc lists and team rosters have published it's official it's all it's all in we're looking at like two weeks one two three weeks um until the wtc so we're going to talk a little bit about just some random noticings or thoughts or banter about the lists um, and what kind of just general meta trends, as well as uh, answer some questions. Yeah. So, any recent games, guys? Uh, man, there's since the last episode, there's been a number of recent games. Um, most notably, I went to Gen Con, played there in the qualifier on Thursday very hungover with blacksmiths who like to miss goals for me um I got zero goals out of like three or four I can't remember anymore uh possible tries and then I immediately said 
fuck this, I'm going back to fish. And then I realized that I actually have yes. fun when I'm playing fish. So it's because they're your uh, that's your your first love. Yeah, I, I'm realizing that having fun is a very important part of this game. Yep. Once you go fish, you'll just always like, wish you go to the WTC <laughs> and play fish. <laughs> Um, all right, so cool. Gen Con was fun. Except for you missed all your goals. No, I made them once I started playing fish. Ah, uh, I see. Then I, then I qualified for the Saturday tournament, and then we played net, and then uh, Grayscales missed his tacklings on Snakeskin to try and win a game in the, I think, second round of Saturday and then I lost it after that. But it was a great uh, great game, and the dude, uh, Neil Burns, um, he went on to win the rest of the tournament, so I ended up placing third there. Nice. Lon, any games by any chance? Yeah, I, um, I've been trying for about a couple months now to make brisket work. Season brisket work, and it is a uh, it is a difficult team to figure out. But um, the team seems like to me it works in spite of her, not because of her. Okay. <laughs> like really, uh, I've come to the point now where I'm barely allocating her very much. So what you're Just saying letting... is union models are good, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been running uh, Harry, Mist, Fangtooth. Vet Fang Tooth, Vet Spigot, Season Spigot, and uh, that team is good without Brisket. <laughs> she just she, she doesn't even really need to do a whole lot, but she could use some work, I think, and I hope that they'll look at her pretty close in season four. I think she'll. I think she'll get something. I don't think it will be crazy, but something. Yeah, I mean, even just the dodge on one being momentous would just be huge, in my opinion, or something like that. Okay. Um, so sweet. Getting some brisky in. I also played a couple of brisket games the other day, but I'll answer that. We have a question about that for later, so I'll, I'll talk more about that. Um, I play, traveled, I haven't played too many local games. Uh, a couple on and off, but I did go down uh, to Gritty Goblin Games for the End of the World uh, tournament hosted by uh, wonderful Jan. Um, nice. Yeah, and that was fun. We ended up having like, I want to say 12, 14 people, something like that. Some number. Enough people that we had to have four rounds. So we had a nice four-round tournament. Uh, got to play some good players. Got to see, see and play Bill Anderson. Nice. Um, yeah. Ended up hanging out with uh, him and Jan after the tournament in the pub next door. And even though I had a three and a half hour drive back and then talked with Bill in the parking lot for another 15, 20 minutes and then really realized it was going to be late when I got home. Um, but yeah, good times. Good times. Three and a half hours is nothing compared to what you guys drove down here. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I do. It is. It is like nice and easy. It was actually a harder drive. I felt more awake for the drive home from the Carolinas than I was for the drive home from 
Maryland, which is weird. Mm. Had to make a bunch of stops. Anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was good. Played Union, cemented the fact that I will be playing Union for the WTC, um, and uh, and I happened to win, so that was good. And that win got me the Union badge, which is nice. great because I'm about to lose the Mason's badge, so I I'm excited. I like the swag. Are you double badging it right now? Right for right now, but I'm gonna. Oh, I think a, a bunch of Mason games are gonna drop off in the next like mm. month or so. Um, but yeah, so exciting. It's cool. Like in the Union, <laughs> I I this these were like some of my first games. I think it was like my second, third, fourth, fifth game with uh, Season Spigot and uh, Fangtooth, and they're good. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good, uh, like it's fun. Like pretty good, yeah. No, they're they're definitely good, and the options that they bring make Union suit even more versatile and powerful. But I'm like, I was happy with the team beforehand, and afterwards, it's just like, oh, now I can just slot more models in and have more options uh, if I want. Like it's just cool that it's like Mist is still a great model, and I'll take him most a lot of the time. But then it's like, oh, I'm receiving. And I want a goal for sure, but I really want the ball movement that Spigot provides, and I don't need two strikers for this matchup. Let's put Spigot in, and then I could just, yeah, you know, boom, 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 boom. Everybody's up eight inches up, up the field. It's kind of great. <laughs> he can uh, be pretty crazy. He is pretty crazy. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so good good games recently. Um, so let's talk about WTC. The rosters are out. There are 46 teams? 46 teams. It's a mm. lot of teams. Yeah, that is a lot of teams. Holy moly. Yeah. So now that you've seen the rosters, Mike, I'll ask you, do you feel like you're prepared from our little lo- more localized tournament? I think that gave you a little bit of an edge or people looking at your tech? Um, I mean, my, my tech's pretty straightforward. I have it. I have to look at uh oh god I thought so I was literally just looking at a random team's uh I was actually looking at Jason uh, the Great Britain's uh team and I was looking at the union and I thought it didn't have rage in it and I was like nope they haven't listened to my tech at all but now it did um I oh my god no there is a team with no vet rage on it what is this I don't even know. Well, sometimes the captains are at the end of this. No, which, no. Which... Yeah, Team United Nations 1. Sebastian Sonhalter has brisket and blackheart. What a legend. Oh, man. <laughs> That's awesome. It's great. Um, but, yeah, so I think it was good to have the experience at the at the Southeastern Team Championship. It was good to kind of get a, a sense of what I wanted to play, what would work well on a team, how the team format would work. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we went away feeling pretty good in all the situations and literally the, the round we didn't make it, it was all due to me and Jared clocking um, and Jared not healing hoist to win the game. Literally just say, oh, I heal. Wow. yeah, I heal hoist and the game would have been over, but he got so excited. He went for a beautiful mother goal run. Uh, that was illegal because he had too many nests out already. 
<laughs> which was like the saddest moment because he was like, yeah, I do this, and I place this and this down, and I go, and I'm going to take the shot. And his opponent's like, oh, okay, yeah, you win the game. Like He's like getting ready. He's like, go roll the dice. And he's like, wait a minute. One, two, three. I think you have three nests out already. And Jared like looks down, and he's just like, yep. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was a good, it was, it was definitely a good, uh, experience. And I don't think Guild Ball is really like a secret tech killing, you know, kind of game. Like I, right. me, like maybe on the field, somebody can like prep for a play style thing. If you bring something unique or have a, a unique way, but like in the matchups there, I, there's no model that like n- nothing that anybody could bring or no team that anybody could bring is necessarily, uh, like a, a counter. Right. Well, let me like rephrase for, slightly. Cause yeah, go for, cause it. for instance, like, you know, me and Chris are both pretty experienced fish players, mm-hmm. but Jared plays a completely different style than you know, one of us. So I don't know if, uh, I know that he's sticking with fish, right? Jared, you mean Frank or Frank, excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Frank's going to stick with fish and he is, he always, uh, he plays fish his way. Uh, he has he has learned how to play shark, um, but That's he good. but it's definitely not his. You know, he is the usually a good thing to know. He he, I mean, he is the corsair man, uh, and I'm always surprised. Like we, the one thing is we uh, in the STC in the STC, we kind of went operated as off this idea that fish needed to be protected and. Clearly, that's not the case. I mean, based on what we'll we'll get to with WTC, um, people don't necessarily think that fish are in a vulnerable spot. But we were a little concerned um, that they had some bad matchups. But this is also like people were figuring out brewers and whatnot. Um, so we kind of protected him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I think our biggest takeaway was we don't need to protect Frank. He's just a really good fish player. Right. Uh, he'll, he'll he'll win matchups that you're like, oh, I don't know if this is that good. It's like, oh, wait, no, it's Frank playing, so it's fine. Um, so, yeah, that was one thing. Uh, but, yeah, he's going to do his thing, as he does. <laughs> so, Go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Um, there's the spread of guilds. There's yes. 23 fish. 18 Union, 15 Brewers, and then it starts to like level out a little bit more. Engineers, Blacksmiths, 13. Hunters, Masons, 12. Eight Rats, six of each Morticians, Farmers, Alchemists, four Butchers, two Falcons. All right. Yeah. So, why are you guys, you're the, the primary fish players. Why are fish so popular? I thought they sucked now. Uh, fish, fish beat Rage. <laughs> that's my guess i mean and um, I, do you want to do you want to be more like specific and accurate with that you mean shark sure kind of right. beats rage shark probably has the best matchup of rage of other captains in the game <laughs> yeah, shark is one of the only captains in the current iteration of season three that i think he might be the only captain in season th- uh I call it 3.4, that has a positive win rate against Rage. Mm-hmm. I really think that's part of it. And also, Fish just generally don't have bad matchups between the two captains. That's what I think. Chris, what about you? What do you think? I agree. Um, also, I think Shark Shark really just is great into Union. Uh, 
and Brewers, and both of those were going to, we were, I mean, most people were going to predict that they were going to be uh, pretty heavily present, uh, represented. So, um, like, yeah, that, that's just like a big counterplay there. But also, I mean, Fisher, Fish have always been one of the most popular guilds out there in terms of play rates and uh, never really had a strictly, like, bad match. So... Well, the two captains just cover each other well. Right. So, and I think another thing that's it's not... I don't think that the spread of this is that surprising. If you look at the played rates over the last few months... Oh, bring us much, some data. Yeah, bring us some glorious data. So let's see here. I'm looking at July. July's top played was Brewers, followed by Fish, followed by Union. And the month before that was... Brewers followed by Fish followed by Union, and exactly the same in May. So those top three have been consistent for about three or four months now. So I don't think that that's surprising. Um, not really. Blacksmith throws me for a loop a little bit. Any thoughts I think on that's that? Just the, I think that's the uh, vet sender effect. Like even I wanted oh, to yeah, play. Yeah. Even I wanted to play blacksmiths. And I've always hated blacksmiths because of their stupid looks. Um, <laughs> and uh, Vessender didn't help me on that front, but it made the gameplay sound better. And then I just suck at them. So never playing that guild again. <laughs> Great. Um, I think... Yeah, I'm not surprised about the top three. I think Blacksmith is a, potentially a little bit of a anomaly, more in that um, it's almost one of those. I kind of feel like it's a guilt because it because they're they have historically underperformed, but yet like a lot of skilled players myself included always like think there's like there's something beyond the win rates and beyond the numbers there like they have good stuff but they're a very hard team even though i know uh lon lon will tell us that the data doesn't support that um but like i feel like there's just something about the and i think a lot of people think there's just something about them where you can unlock them um so that they become a really great like I'm here to play Guild Ball and take it seriously enough, but at the same time, I'm also a little YOLO and snowflakey. Um, so I people want to put their name on the map. Some people yeah, just want, that yeah. definitely could be it. I mean, and and as you allude to the fact, because uh, one of the things one of my locals told me, uh, Glenwood was was saying, well, blacksmiths win rate is artificially low because of the ease of buying those boxes. You get a lot of new people playing those plastic boxes, which kind of makes sense when you look at rats and farmers too, right? So I decided to look at the top 10 players only for each guild. And even when you adjust for like the top 10 and yield, blacksmiths are pretty low down there. So I don't buy it, but I, I mean, we haven't really seen what Vet Cinder could do. I, I think it's a little optimistic for them to be the what? fourth most popular team <laughs> but hey i mean maybe they know something i don't uh... i mean uh definitely uh she definitely 
brings their power curve up a de- decent amount. She's literally everything they wanted. I'm surprised not to see more Masons, honestly, because I keep hearing so many, so much chatter about veteran, uh, veteran Chisel. Well, if I had more time to play them again and feel comfortable, I would have. I love Masons, but yeah, it, um, I mean, I think they're always at a solid number. I think people sometimes get shied away from them, even though uh, Vet Chisel solves a lot of this because you have like. They have that kind of built-in weakness to control. Um, I think that's yeah, completely yeah, that's over. True. It's completely overcomable, but um, I think it can scare people away. It definitely scared me away back when uh, alchemists were a lot more strong. It was really annoying. It's like you have to really solve for that, and you have to put models in your lists and in your roster that you're not going to use as often or you don't want to put on the field um, just to deal with it. That's less true. That's definitely less true now, but... Yeah, I think that doesn't Veteran Chisel help a lot with that? Like, yeah, incredibly. Um, (laughs) But she's not, like, she's still not perfect. Like, a a smoke team, if it was a little bit, like, if they're a little bit more viable for, like, the other reasons, like, the classic very disengage smoke team um vet chisel will help but probably would not do necessarily enough maybe enough but not like it definitely would not solve the issues that you have uh mm-hmm. yeah she might make it a little less painful but um but luckily you don't have to deal with that and she's very very good she is amazing for the teams that just want to knock you down or put one condition on you that you really don't like so hunters and well i guess hunters can put out snare a couple times but uh definitely definitely ridiculously ridiculously screws over ballista <laughs> oh yeah make it so that he, uh hammer is undead boltable basically what you have any idea if maybe that's why jared dropped uh engineers uh no um I don't think that's why he dropped. I don't think he dropped engineers for any particular like not liking engineers reason. He had been wanting to play um, blacksmiths for a while. He had been playing blacksmiths for a while, um, and he's super excited. And I, you know, he's been messaging me with like cryptic messages about like nobody's ready for the way I play blacksmiths. It's going to be so good. And I'm like, all right, Jared, I trust you. <laughs> and you know, he's been playing a ton of games. Um, so, yeah, I mean, by all means, uh, we'll see what he what he has to bring. But yeah, no, he he was just like, I'm I'm so I'm so excited about it. It's so good that Cinder's so good. And I was like, Eric, go for it. Go nuts. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, I think he's actually going to a tournament uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, tomorrow, uh, so we'll see. Maybe if he, well, I guess since he's locked in at this point, so it doesn't really matter. Never mind. I was gonna say he was supposed to go to the West Canadian Nationals and. Test it out and see if he gets oh, smashed. Oh yeah, he mentioned that to me too. Yeah, but yeah. then his flight got uh, canceled, so he's all in. All Chris, in. what do you, Chris, what do you think of your, uh, what do you think of hunters and rats coming in, kind of in the middle? Um, I don't know. Uh, so hunters, I thought they would be a little bit higher, but I don't know, man. I mean, I can't interview all forty-six of these. Uh, teams to like find out 
hey, why did you pick this uh, guild? You know, there's there's so many factors to it. Why can't you um, do that? Yeah, get uh, on, slacker. <laughs> because I don't like to talk that much. <laughs> That's true. It might be pretty hard for you to inter interview the rat catcher's player from Belarus one. Uh, that also, I don't even know where half these places are. I'm an American. I'm uneducated about that stuff. <laughs> oh my god. Get good. Get good at geography. Man, I'm trying to get good at figuring out how to fly. So, <laughs> like you, you, so you, you get a well, you get a passport if you're going international. Yep. Um, you bring some luggage. You get on the plane. You light. You sit down and listen to an audiobook, uh, maybe fall asleep. All right, and you lost me. <laughs> then you get off the plane. That's a high-quality guild ball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as for rats, I don't know uh, why anybody else did, but I can tell you why I did. And that's because... Because you I already couldn't had play a... fish. Uh, number one, yes, because I uh, couldn't play fish. Um... And looking back on it, um, the other reason uh, I couldn't play Navigators, um, the third reason was because Rat Catchers are the other guild that I have fun with. And Vacation is supposed to be fun, and that's what this is, effectively. Uh, you're spending, you know, thousands of dollars crossing the sea Unless you're uh, from Europe, and then you're probably spending maybe a hundred or some. I don't know. You get Monopoly you spend money. like a significantly less amount of uh, Euro money, and uh, yeah, I don't want to go over travel that far with breakable brewers models and then get there and then not have fun for two days while i like come close to clocking out and either killing my opponent or not so uh rats have rats have a lot of room for creativity on how you play them and because their power comes from your ability to be creative on that stuff and that's also what i find fun so yeah i guess people who like creativity is like uh rat catchers that's Great. cool. Um, I'm uh, I'm a little surprised about the hunters, like you said. I think hunters are really one of those teams, and that when you get them in the hands of a great player, they just skyrocket. They do really well. It's a little that, surprised. Is that data supported? Oh yeah, they're actually the number one. If you if you look at the difference between the um, their base win rate and the win rates of the top ten hunters player, it's actually higher than any other guild. Which uh, you know, shout out to my fellow North Carolinian, John Stokes, excellent hunter player. Just if if you're a guy like that, well, let's not get like let's not get him too built up. He's <laughs> he's like slightly above average. <laughs> what is he? I think he's got the badge right now. Does he not have the badge? I mean, I don't know. I'll... If he has the badge, then you know they're really phoning it in. <laughs> the hunters, yeah, yeah. Oh, he does uh, not. There's another guy. You can oh, hear more about Canada. Mike on uh, Rage Quit Wire, probably. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> nah, nah. Stokes this is another great... podcast. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a man of all podcasts. Um, 
Yeah, what was I going to say? You know what's funny, though? Despite uh, union brewers and fishermen being, like, the most played guilds and the most popular, uh, there is only one team that actually brought fish, union, and brewers. And that's Team Norway 1, I want to say. I saw it a second ago. Uh, yeah, Team Norway 1. So they're the only people tryharding it with, like, you know, the top tier. Everybody else decided to be a little bit unique. Like uh, the USA teams are are interesting. Um, we have so we have our team with Union Blacksmiths and Fishermen. We have team uh, Team Chicago with Hunters, Brewers, and Farmers coming out of uh, left field. And then not that those are bad teams, but just like you know, not very traditionally, yeah. Strong. Well, very unique to the the players. I mean, Zach's right. been playing a ton of Hunters. Pat is Mister Brewer and. You know, Vince, uh, other than Alchemist, that's the only team I've ever heard of him playing. So, um, And then, yeah, and the last team being Fish, Black, Blacksmiths, and Ratcatchers. So, yeah, we brought some unique uh, yeah, lineups. Some weird stuff there. We were trying to go for triple Blacksmiths teams, but we, we were, although we were told <laughs> that that would be theoretically legal, the actual document does, says that it is not legal. Um, so, you know. We well, there's a commit. British team that has double blacksmiths, and I'm kind of sketchy is. on that. I mean, I understand how they did it, but let's, maybe we should explain that for the folks that might not understand the WTC rules. Yeah, sure. So for uh, the WTC, blacksmith players have to uh, select three of their, you know, the of the masters that are on their roster, their ten man roster, as uh, potential captains. Uh, and then within a team, just like you can't have duplicate captains between players. So, for example, I couldn't play Union with Red Rage and um, Frank, you know, on my team also play Union with Red Rage. The Blacksmith players cannot duplicate potential captain. So if you have one player who has Ferrite and Furnace and Burnish as a captain, the other player cannot. They can still have those. They can't masters. have those three. They can have the masters on their team, but they can't be captain options. So, so you uh, have to designate your three captains up ex- front. Exactly, and essentially right. that makes it uh, you can really only take three. Uh, sorry, two blacksmith players on a team because that is all your master. There's and despite three. all these rules, uh, five out of eight of these folks did not actually submit which ones are their captains. So. Yeah. Oh wow. I mean, less, slightly less uh, big of a deal as long as there's not another blacksmith player on their team. Right. Um, yeah. So what you're saying is basically like if, if me and if me and Chris are on the same team, mm. like I could be the designated Corsair fish and he could be a designated shark fish and we could both pull. Is that what you're saying? And you, then blacksmith. Yes, you could. Yes. We, okay. uh my team actually discussed that for a brief moment, and we were actually going to be cool with it, but then we, I guess we just decided not to do it or whatever. I gotcha. Gotcha. Mm. You would have played Shark every game, right? 100%. I actually, uh, right now, I feel like Shark is in more of my matchups than Corsair is for the first time in two seasons. Which that. is okay by me because that means I get to have fun when I play. So, 
only thing I like about shark is you always feel like you're in it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care who it is in the world. If I drop shark, I feel like I have about a, you know, 40% chance to win that game minimum. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> uh, I mean, at any moment, if you fuck up, uh, and place that ball wrong, then they just get four points. Right. So. Guys, all right. I'd like to direct your attention to the most interesting team lineup um, in in this, at least that I've seen so far. So this goes to uh, Team Belgian 2, uh, Belgian 2 Sacks. Uh, and I'd like to direct you to Sven Bex. Uh, apologies if I said that wrong, the Falconers player. Uh-huh. Um, let's read off his 10, shall we? So oh. he, he's bringing Devana. <laughs> or sorry, let's read off his roster. It's not 10. Uh, Devana, Frelsi, Icaros, Matagi, yeah, Minerva, <laughs> Rundas, Egret, Vet Hemlock, and Vet Hearn. <laughs> so apparently One of these he. is not like <laughs> I kind of. So I'm gonna let can... him. No, I'm gonna let him put. Nine man miners. Um... <laughs> I I kind of would let him play Vet Hemlock. I just want to see if that like breaks the guilt. Uh, it actually sounds like it'd be pretty good. Just uh, <laughs> got the midnight can offering. You, yeah. Let me play her in rats, please. No, 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 no. Only like, in, she would, she would only, feel so only good. In only in falconers. Only, only Sven. Only Sven can do it. He got uh, approval apparently. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's awesome. I'm sure, that is I'm interesting. Sure the, uh, I'm sure they looked at these very closely. Um. <laughs> Uh, so, any any other? Uh, do we have any other big points about teams or any of the lineups for any of the teams? Um, no. Interesting. Besides what? Uh, I had one little interesting bit here. Yeah. So like every uh, every team, if they sent multiple things, there's like team one through four, except Germany, who has a uh, team Germany, team Germany one, Germany two, Germany three. Is that kind of that's how, fun. like, in Europe, they start at the ground floor instead of the first floor? Oh, I think like that's what that level. is. Yeah, uh, yeah, that might make sense. Uh, yeah. That, that was one of those little uh, things that I, I was cur- I'm curious about, like, the cultural context of that listing. Team beer and aggressive slide tackle? <laughs> team beer and aggressive slide tackle. Uh, team... Was it uh, cottages or small houses or something? Uh, team mouse, mm-hmm. team hand, team small uh, hand. I'm gonna be. I'm sure my uh, three three years of German is gonna be like widely corrected all over the internet, and I'm gonna be put to shame. But you know what? I just gotta finish finish it for the credit hours so I can graduate. Um. Um, well, all I know is that I want to get together. I want to for next year. I want to try to get a Southeast team put together. I think we could field a pretty good. You should. You could. Yeah. We could be like be team good. team barbecue or something like that. Um, team yeah, peaches. I, this is the, it's definitely. I feel like it's definitely going to be an experience, and one I probably only have once because it's. Uh, I mean, the biggest barrier to entry is your. Money, cost, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, question for you guys. Uh, I'm clearly biased, but um, I guess Chris might be too. But best, Elon, best team name. 
Oh man. Of ones huh. that you can under like I, I mean or I guess you know what you can go for one you don't understand Let's if it see looks here. cool. Uh, I'm just looking through real fast. I mean, I like team beer and aggressive slide and tackle because now that we figured out what that meant. <laughs> the first time, the first time I, I entered that in, it said wolf attack, and I was like, "What?" Um, let's see. I kind of like uh oh, knifey spoony. That was a good one, right? Oh, well, that's yeah. two, two of them. That doesn't count, but it also counts. <laughs> How do you tell me what my choice doesn't count? <laughs> because we, we said team. <laughs> Singular. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Fine. Yeah, but I, I had a big one. I like I had, how. Go for it, yeah, Chris. It'd be Team Sweden 3 Lacrosol, or however you pronounce that, because uh, nobody should like the actual name. It's like the uh, namesake. So. It's like really disgusting. Yeah, really disgusting candy. Swedish salty candy licorice stuff actually i liked it but whatever all right um <laughs> nobody anymore <laughs> um what was i gonna say though i don't know though i still say the usa uh and well i guess i don't know what sweden's names mean uh, other than lacrosol but knifey and spoony from australia and then the u.s teams are the only uh the only ones that are all like themed together yeah. yeah, and the U.S. teams. I think we brought it with uh, with Team Thin Crust, Team Deep Dish, and Team Pineapple. It's pretty good. I'm on yeah. Team Pineapple all the way. It's gross. Yeah, Sorry. Uh, for shame on all the ones without names. Um, hopefully yeah, that's, you guys. That's, that's low effort, guys. Honestly. Hopefully you find a name before the event. <laughs> oh yeah, it was a. Uh... Little even at STC, some of them didn't do names, and but Raleigh all did names. We had the Raleigh business was a great name, I thought. That's like fifty percent of why you go to a team tournament to come up <laughs> with to a, have good a name. name. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so teams. What do you guys think? Teams to uh, countries or teams to to watch for the WTC? Let's go with teams to watch. Country to watch is pretty broad. Lon? Uh, the first one that jumps out to me is, uh, it's listed as Team 16. Uh, it's Germany 1 with Dom, Dickasson, Tim, and Christian Metz. That seems like a pretty powerhouse team to me. Alright, so you I mean, just, you go with like the most obvious <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. That, that seems like a... <laughs> Wait, you know, I don't know if... Wasn't Those guys Tim supposed be to be... Wasn't Tim supposed to be playing Ratcatchers? No, he's playing morticians. They're like the rat catchers, only different. Well, no, I understand what they are <laughs> as a team. I I was just surprised. I thought I swear I could have sworn he was playing rat catchers. Oh well, uh, but yes. So you pick the team with the former world champion, um, the guy who probably should be world champion, um, and then uh, Dominic, who's been killing it too. So like you know, and they probably played three hundred games in the last week. Um, somehow, <laughs> I don't know, but like they did. Uh, I believe Germany gets a lot more time off than us in terms of uh, paid days. <laughs> Is that what it's like? Yeah, to don't live Europeans in a... only yeah. work for like yeah. two weeks a year? <laughs> it must be nice living in a first world country. I know. 
I'll just take my two weeks of paid vacation. <laughs> I'll just take my decreasing <laughs> summer break that is becoming less and less of a summer break and my two personal days off a year. That's the uh, that's the price you pay when we move away from agriculture. Um, if I had to pick a team to look out for, another obvious one is probably Great Britain 1. Uh, that's got John Layfield, Fraser McFedridge. I uh, can't pronounce all these it's English Fra- names. It's Fraser, not Fraser. I can't pronounce all these English names. Um, <laughs> I can't pronounce and, the language that I speak. And Stefan Easton. <laughs> <laughs> Steph- I think it's okay, Stefan. It's Stefan. <laughs> um, uh, all three of those guys are... Uh, I think I've seen them names go around. Maybe even was, yeah, but it's was Lakefield and Easton both at SteamCon US. Did they both end up qualifying for Worlds last year, or was it just one or the other? Layfield did. Easton and Fraser did not. Uh, I've seen their names all over the place, though. So yes, they sure, do play sure many many tournaments. I mean, here's my question, though: Does the magic of magical Christmas Britain work outside of Britain? Because if not, they might be in a rough time, those British teams. Like, like, how, what do you do if the crazy, like, low odds jank that they love to do, do, like, doesn't actually magically happen? Well, I'll tell you one thing. I'll be screwed. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are, you definitely are uh, the son of a colonist. Um <laughs> Yeah, you you definitely play that style. So, well, good luck to you. <laughs> um, just yeah, maybe don't pick up your whatever dice you use for playing the blacksmith. All right, uh, teams I think are going to be really good. Um, that uh, what's it called? Uh, we haven't already we are haven't already uh, mentioned. I think I'm excited for. Team Check One, because they have a good lineup, Union, Fish, and Engineers. They're playing good models, so probably speaks to them being pretty decent players. And, you know, that's like a country you never hear of, so they got that, that, you know, dark horse factor. They just come out of nowhere. It is a really good lineup now. I think that's the lineup that I would have picked if I was in charge of, you know, assigning... Maybe. I don't know. I'm not as up on engineers. I mean, engineers are good. Don't get me wrong. But Yeah. Um, them and I would pick, actually, uh, Team Belgium 1 Magritte uh, has a solid, yeah, they have a pretty solid lineup as well. Yeah. Ex- except for the, oh, yeah, and they have the right mascot for Union. It's perfect, yeah. Um, actually, is that a complete, it's almost a line for, yeah, Cohen, oh god, I can't say that Cone. V- Cohen Vliegen, um, apologies, Cohen. Um, these names aren't even, like, able to be typed into the PDF. <laughs> that is true. Uh, yeah, his, his, re- his, uh, union lineup is model for model mine, except for he put Blackheart, and I put... Um, Grace, 
so yeah, and I had literally when I played in the tournament the other day, I had black guard on. It was kind of a toss up. I was it's the tenth model. I'm probably not going to use either way. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be a good team because that has Masons, Brewers, and Union. I think that's actually probably one of the scariest lineups. That's a lot of good teams there. Yeah. I was like, who do you want to drop into? Like, not anybody in particular. Uh, all those are, you know, really solid skill matchups for all the teams. Just like not a bad matchup in there. <laughs> I was surprised not to see um, Henry make it to this tournament. I asked him about it. Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't make it, unfortunately. Yeah. And uh, is Huggy gonna be there? Uh. Is it? I don't what's know Huggy's his real, real name. name. Is it not Tom? <laughs> yeah, he's uh, Tom. Yeah, he's Tom. Oh, okay. He's on Belgium one. I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah. So that's that's enough time. WCC is gonna be fun. Um, hope you enjoyed our very organized ramblings about the team. Uh, teams. We didn't really go lineup by lineup because I mean, let's be real. This is. Guild Ball, that doesn't matter as much. There are definitely some interesting choices, but we would have had to do much more prep to find out what those are. Um, so, moving on. We got some questions. These are like two-week-old questions now, but uh, they yeah. do exist. Uh, I'm going to start us off with one. Uh, from Facebook, Bryce Scott Martin asks us, pick a 10 for Masons with Solo, Honor, Captain. Um, Decline. I mean, sure. Dan, I mean, like you can pick whatever you want because you're already snowflaking by not taking Hammer. But I love Honor. Um, so the answer is Honor, Marbles. That's two models. Uh, Brick. Brick, three. Vet Chisel, four. Mallet is five. Tower is six. Uh, Decimate is seven. Harmony is eight. Flint is nine. And then ten. Um, Lucky? Yeah. That Lucky is probably the right choice. But part of me wants to say Granite, and then you just wait for season four when she'll probably become oh. amazing. <laughs> there you go. That's my hot take. Take Granite and, and just like bet all out. Open parade. Yeah. I mean, she's gonna. She, I think she's gonna be good. We'll see. They'll do something. She's such a pretty model. I think Granite would be good if they just gave her, you know, like a plus two, plus two move. She'd probably be pretty good then. That'd be pretty good. Uh, I mean, there's lots of things that would make her pretty yeah. good. <laughs> lots of things. Uh, I think about two or three changes, small changes, will make her pretty good. Um, anyway, yes, yeah, so that's a good Mason's ten. Take that. Uh, Richard Scott Shore asks, why is Vet Hearn so awesome? Um, sorry, and Rich is from my, uh, adopted local meta, uh, out on Long Island. Shout out to Long Island. Um, sorry, Rich, Vet Hearn is not so awesome. Like, he's, he's there. He exists. I'm, I'm not, like, you know, unhappy that he is there. But I wouldn't call, unless you're playing Falconers, but I know you're not. So if you're playing Falconers, Vet Hearn is awesome. If uh, otherwise, I don't know. Get good. Actually, Next. my local who has been playing Falconers actually has started dropping him, which originally I thought was kind of crazy, but he's having a lot more success now that he's dropped him. Maybe. I'm not saying like you need to have him, but right, like, right. He, 
his let's put it this way his his last light is so much better in uh with right. Devana than with <laughs> the hunters so you know like he does bring something really good to that team um next drew what if smoke lost her captain status and became a squatty loses her legendary keeps all now this is bad this is bad sorry drew your question is bad um, <laughs> well, at least read the question no well it just makes it he, he so what if smoke like becomes recreating a character what if smoke becomes a squatty and loses some of her abilities and then gains some other well and her other abilities change so basically what if smoke got demoted like ox got demoted well that would be vet smoke then right it'd be a totally different thing that would be interesting um, no, I think they're, I mean, they're, they are, we already know they are reworking the alchemists. Um, and I think they'll make them good and hopefully smoke will get changes. Some, I don't know. Chris, do you have anything <laughs> to add at all? Uh, ever? Yes. Um, alchemist would be a lot more fun. If uh, smoke wasn't a captain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great both playing into and out of <laughs> um all right let's see uh richard scott shore also asks should kraken get more love go ahead guys mm-hmm. speak why why does kraken not get love all right so kraken doesn't get love because y'all scrubs um yep but Kraken could get some more love from Steamforge to make him even better. Uh, so right now he's the things about Kraken that people always like ignore because they're blind to non-momentous results is that he does just as much damage as uh, gutter to single gutter. targets. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, wow, like, uh, that's a that is a dubious claim, but sure, <laughs> dubious claim. As in, he doesn't. He, he can do as much damage to single targets as Gutter does. Um, he needs the same rolls if they have armor. He needs worse rolls if they don't. He also has one less influence, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a big deal. He, he both brings and can hold one less influence. Uh, and anatomical precision is not a straight one tack difference uh, or one column difference. Uh, it is a straight one roll difference, though. Like it, they, But they have to be successful. So it's like worth one, more than one. Right. It's like it's one worth... point eight normally, or something like that. Mm-hmm. It depends on it depends on a lot of factors, but you uh, can think of it as close to two. Mm-hmm. No, because <laughs> you need the so five results uh, with anatomical precision gets mm-hmm. you three damage. Five results with. Uh, with armor taking away one result gets you three damage with Kraken. Sure. In the case the of Kraken. Sa- that's what okay. I'm saying. It's the like same, except, the same for, number. Well, the except same for one also does. Before, Go ahead. The, what, what I was saying was the same number of results. 
before armor will do the same number of damage to a single target. Sure. My take is that Kraken really does not need a lot. Kraken's a pretty good model. People just expect him to be in the wrong role. Uh, that's my two cents. I, I don't think that he needs a whole lot. I think they give him his one armor back and then I'm happy. Maybe make his... You know me, Chris. What am I going to say here? I mean, really... <laughs> make Corsair one of his damage all... results momentous. <laughs> like... Corsair does tons of damage, and having them both there means you got tons of knockdown, tons of choice on what you're going to pull into the fight for Corsair to kill. And you got tons of gang-ups. Maybe they and... give them a 2-3 influence. That would and help they're beefy. I mean, Honestly. yes, giving, giving everybody 2-3 would make them better. Right from a one three, uh, yeah. There, I don't there's, think I would do much though. No, no, he's not. He's he's not a bad model. Uh, I think the biggest thing is just the opportunity cost of the other models that you uh, could bring. Well, in season four, if we're losing our union, I would strongly consider him back in my shark lineup. Um. Okay. I would need I would need influence for a shark lineup with Kraken probably. But that's me personally. And that's because I run shark and grayscale so damn hot. Well, I don't put any influence on him. I don't know. <laughs> Going back to my season one tech here. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, next from Pete from Rage Boot Wire. Uh, now that the hunters have their new toys, where do you, where do you rank in their team? And what's a good hump, hunter li- lineup look up like now? Very, very well-worded. Pete, um, I mean, yeah, what do you guys think? Uh, what was the question again? How <laughs> how good are Hunters? And oh. what's a good Hunter lineup? Hunters Pretty are good. already excellent. I don't... I don't know their lineup. I don't play Hunters. Go ahead, okay. Pete, uh, go, go talk to John. I'll, I'll always... <laughs> I'll always include Snow, because he's a wolf. And that's infinitely cooler than a panther. I mean, I agree that it is infinitely <laughs> cooler than a panther. Um, I think a good hunter's lineup is Theron, Mascot, at least one, um, Jaycar, Vetmix, Zorola, Matagi, uh, Minerva, Hearn. Uh, I don't know if I said 10. I don't think so. I think that's like 9. Maybe I always use original Hearn pretty much. He's just so good. I said that. He's there. Um, Yeah, that's good lineup. And as to where they are, I think they are quite good. Um, Still a challenging team to play. Um, But, you know, the old problem they had of like, I can control you, but never get to 12 points. And then I lose the game before I can do anything. At least now they can really spike up their damage with the right setup. So, you know, knock down, I spy singled out a uh, Harrier. They could, uh, do a lot more damage than they can actually get through tough hide in the right circumstances. So definitely puts them higher. Um, I have still yet to see, and this isn't an opt any, but I haven't still yet to see them played with all the new models out um, to like the highest, like you know, top top competitive standard. 
I haven't seen what I need to like super be afraid of. But um, yeah, but all the pieces are there. It's on paper. In paper, it looks great. <laughs> so, I'd agree. All right. Um, ooh, great question. Hot topic of the day. Minor guilds competitiveness. Is it a problem? If so, how do we fix? This was asked by uh, Lon Sims. Oh my god. Huh. I wonder. Hey Lon, what do you think about this? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe um, someone should read my read go to momentustackle.wordpress.com and find out. <laughs> I was waiting for the for your plug <laughs> for your I actually might Okay, so what I originally was thinking of was rats, and I think that falconers are going to have some of the same issues that rats have. But the more and more I think about navigators, the more I think that maybe it's not a problem. I, I don't think navigators think, are going to yeah. explode people, and I don't, I don't, I don't think people are ready for the navigators. I don't, I don't think it's a miners' problem. It's just that we got two in a row where people were thinking it's a problem. I exactly. think it's a problem with if there's a problem with a minor guild, it's a problem with the guild itself, not the fact that they are a minor and have less options. I think I think having two or in season four's case four less options uh, in your draft doesn't necessarily mean that you're uh... going to be significantly worse off. Like as long as just your options have to be pound for pound better at well, like covering options, you know? Gotcha. They have to be more versatile. Well, see, and that's what I worry about is, you know, like let's take cooks as an example, right? They, their, their tagline was more glass cannon butchers, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that means that I feel like the miners should be more since, especially since they only have, they have less models. They only have one captain. They should be more well-rounded teams. You know what I mean? Than than the super skewed. I don't know. Navigators are pretty super skewed. Even if they can, uh, even if they can kill models, they are still a super super skewed team because the way they do it and the way they do all their stuff in general is very skewed onto um, the fact re-roll. that the, yeah, the reroll and how that can affect the dice math and how it can get them to do some really insane things with small things like uh, a couple of gang ups or a charge um so yes even if they can get and i i do agree that against a number of teams they can go play two two i still wouldn't call them a uh they're definitely a more skewed team in how they like approach their thing it's not i actually think they're less skewed than fishermen when fishermen rotate their union out i think that they will be more middle of the road than fish will be but like corsair is literally the most middle of the road model in the game <laughs> yeah but windfinder has the support that he does not i don't know this is, we could probably fill up a whole podcast on this <laughs> we could, well, I mean, like like literally i think fish have been good because they have players that are really solid at the fundamentals of being fast and having two inch melee and being dodgy um, so they can always score goals. And then you've had Corsair, who very consistently can control and uh, both the ball and control players, 
and do moderate amounts of damage. Um, I don't know. I, I would say like that's pretty middle of the road. Shark is is definitely a, and is is skewed. Um, and if, like obviously they're skewed. That aside, yeah. like I don't think sure. skew versus not skew really explains it. I think it just needs to be that they need to be able to not have a strictly. They need to make sure that they don't have a strictly like awful feeling matchup. Like rats have a number of awful feeling matchups, and a couple of those are really in vogue right now with brewers and hunters. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I don't think I don't think navigators feel that way to me. Uh-huh. Like, well, I think they have at least two really terrible matchups in masons and blacksmiths. Because armor really does a number on them. I mean, not that I think there's anything wrong with that. I, I just, I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, we'll see how that one shakes it, out. It has sure. a better effect on them for sure. I just don't think that it'll be nearly as bad to them, you know. But yeah, um, um, I was gonna say, hold on, big, and going kind of just to finish off that conversation, and then you have like. I think yeah. I think the you you have to remember some of the players that are the crossover players for some of these guilds, while released with the team, um, were not designed to play with the team, um, and may or may not be at like in the right spot, right? Like so with rats, uh, even though Vet Graves does make the lineup, it seems like a lot, and he does contribute. He's still at best an an decent model um he is not an amazing model uh he has plays on his card that are completely uh useless and um yeah i don't know he he doesn't feel like he's super satisfying and then you have bonesaw who one day will be ready right so like imagine a rats team where their crossovers like where either those crossovers changed or their crossovers were i don't know um casket and uh graves one or something like that that would be completely different team um and they'd be in a such different place potentially so you know part of it is just that like some of these teams need uh some of these miners aren't a hundred percent complete. At least they are not updated to while they were designed with season four in mind. Some of their crossover players are not. Uh, well, I think they've done a pretty good job of that with, at least with, at least with navigators. It feels like they've done a good job with that. I mean, I think siren with a free charge goes through the roof. Sure. And I mean, and they, they blatantly, you know, designed fathom to work. I mean, I don't know that it's going to be good, but I think that they, so they did it with Navigate. Right, with Linked Angel. But they didn't do it with Rats, and they only kind of did it with uh, with Falconers. Falconers with, I mean, yeah, they, yeah Vet Hearn does, has it, that synergy, but like Egret does like nothing right. for that team. Well, I think it goes back to Chris's original point. We kind of got two, two, maybe they're doing better as they go, and the first two were just kind of... I don't know what the right word is. I don't want to say stinkers because I think they're fine. I mean, both of those teams are well, great teams. Either cautiously designed or right, or just right. yeah, they 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 have to. It's a balancing act between picking something that's fun. Under the wolves. Yeah, they just had to kind of experiment, for sure. 
I mean, remember when Obulus had an eight influence cap and <laughs> had tool up in faction, or well, not in faction, but um, from Union that he could take, and then also had a three cost puppet master, effective three cost puppet master. I do. I remember that. <laughs> we were actually talking about that earlier today in uh, in the Carolina Discord about how the things we complain about nowadays as a community are so much more minor than the things that we used to complain about. Yeah, remember when uh, when Filet would bleed all your models and that bleed would go away? And, <laughs> and you then, couldn't counterattack her because she just dodged back in? When you couldn't counterattack her also because you had no uh, momentum at the beginning of the turn because this wasn't season three. <laughs> right. So she just got to go twice and kill your entire team. I once killed five models over two turns. <laughs> five models. <laughs> um, yeah. Or every single game. Things are getting better, some- yeah. Every single game, some game, in some way, the game was affected by who had "Don't touch the hair." Oh God. Uh, um. Yeah. Let's let's move on to other questions. Yeah, the, the game's sorry. in a great place. No, the game's in a great place. Um, it's good. Um, Scott Christofferson says, "How do you plan your first turn plan? Uh, that is with your favorite team. What is your go-to first turn plan for dot 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 kicking?" Or is it completely dependent on circumstances? Um, you guys want to start off with that? I usually have like one like can of opener that I bring out every game. And Did you say whether... one can of opener? Yes. All right, go ahead. Continue. So like I'll always use the same more or less thing because it works like every time almost and until that changes uh then now i'm just gonna stick with it um don't think that it i mean it might change just with uh models being changed but uh yeah i think um i have one for kicking one for receiving and do each team basically but they're this like sometimes the same kicking and strategy. the kicking and receiving one is pretty much the same strategy is just with a different like twist okay Long. so yeah i'm not 100 percent sure i understood the question okay do you like what is your or how do you come up with a first term plan uh and and I guess actually there was two. There are two questions in here. You are correct. It is a little confusing. But man, I'm just like insulting everybody who asks questions. Uh, <laughs> guys, we really do love your questions. Take um, that, listeners. Yeah. How, so how do you turn your uh, plan your first term plan? So there's like a process question in there, and then also like with your favorite team, what is your go to first term plan for kicking? Um, he says, or is it like completely subjective, dependent on the circumstance? So, like, do you have a first-turn plan with your favorite teams for kicking? Uh, yes. And if so, I guess you could say what that you could just say what that plan is, or how have you come to that? Like, how did you come up with that plan? Okay, um, I'm not the most competitive guild ball player in the world. Says the guy uh, who went five and one at the start. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, using Fangtooth. I mean. <sighs> <laughs> I suppose that my plan for kicking off is 
use Sakana when the terrain is good, and if the terrain's not good, go back to Shark and or Siren. And then if I'm receiving, receive with Salt and get momentum and then do Shark stuff. Or if I'm, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm trying to figure out the question. All right, you're, 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 I struggle you're, with pass. You're, I decline. Your fisherman player experiences, guys, are so in, so interesting. Um, so f- let's go with Union since that's the team I've been playing. Um, go to first turn plan for kicking. Um, I'd say it is somewhat dependent on circumstances. Like, Mist is always kicking the ball. Um, just because it's literally the only model that realistically can and threaten um, to score, you know, threaten the ball first turn. Um, well, so Mist will be kicking the ball. Uh, ideally, it would like to be somewhat near terrain to dodge into uh, at the start of that activation so that he goes really fast. Um, so I will position my team around, you know, making that a possibility, um, if it's on the table. Uh, but other than that, there's not too much of a first turn plan. And I do think it actually does complete. I'm always, um, it depends on where the kick goes, for example, like it. So if I kick the ball and I get like, I do a risky kick and it goes like right where I want it to. Um, and I know it's going to be either incredibly hard or impossible for them to get the ball back to their team. I'm going to put four on missed. And I'm going to be looking for them to either leave the ball um, or to get the ball and either have to be out of position and kick it or um, or just kick it to space. And I'm going to be looking for an early activation uh, goal if it's on the table. If the kick is bad or it's easily retrieved and they have like their they can get it right to that model that you know I definitely don't want to charge. I will. Um, and I know that's a possibility. I might even just put three on, depending on what who, what other models I have in the lineup. I might put three on Mist and then just bag of coffers him later in the turn. Like, so I have a little bit of setup, um, but I'm always trying to keep it flexible uh, so that I can kind of just adapt as the turn goes on. And that is it, literally the exact same thing I was trying to say with Sakana, but you said it better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I'm trying to keep it flexible, like. So if a player, you know, it, if they play, if they go up really aggressively, I'm going to position my models aggressively and then try to either, you know, try to generate some momentum and be set up for turn two. Um, I'll go after the ball if they make it a possibility. You know, like it, it definitely depends. I wouldn't say there's a go-to first plan. Um, like there's a there's like a general idea of where I want the board to be. I want Rage to be up the board. I want... Um, supporting models to be up the board ideally slightly in front of him i want to be you know starting to put to position myself in threat range of uh enemy models for the next turn etc um avoid any really strong killing models um or you know at least minimize the damage they're gonna they're gonna do so yeah all that kind of stuff and how do i do that plan i play games and i figure out what works yeah, i think that's what he was kind of asking was was he asking like how do you develop that plan uh a lot of it's actually uh kind of theorying for me mm-hmm. um i get a good i like to theory out like what i want to accomplish and what 
it might look like and go through some like permutations and then mm-hmm. practice it and see what people actually do when they play it. And a lot of times people will make different choices than you might like think in your head is what they would do. Yeah. And then you have to be ready to adapt to that. So, and the only other thing I would add is, you know, tur- you play more turn ones of guild ball than any other turn in the game. And it's usually the easiest turn to practice. So just find a buddy and, you know, do turn one reps. And at the end of turn one, just re-rack and talk about it. Yeah. Or, or even better, just do the turn ones yourself against yourself since you know what you're planning on doing and try and stop what you're doing. And you'll never lose. <laughs> well, you'll never lose, but you'll also... You actually always start, lose. You'll, you'll also see... <laughs> You'll never and always lose, depending on your perspective. Um, uh, basically, you'll see all the flaws in your own plan by yes. doing so. Beautiful. The quantum, the quantum mechanics of guilt ball. Unless you're really bad at countering your own Schrodinger's plan, kickoff. Like, yeah, you are. You are superimposed <laughs> in two st- in two states of victory and loss at all times. <laughs> um, great. Um, Let's see. Dan White asks, uh, do you think Guild Ball is basically solved? Um, as in, are all the correct lineups and strategies been figured out? Or do you think there's undiscovered tactics and lineups out there? Um, I mean, clearly there's I, I, undiscovered tactics and lineups. It depends on how you define those things. Like, I don't think there's that many undiscovered lineups because there's there are not infinite the the number of permutations for a given guild is not even particularly that high in some cases. I mean, you know, how many permutations are those rat catcher players uh, having? Not a lot. Um, that said, undiscovered tactics, I'd say more like strategy. Like, we, in Season 3, you really saw the rise of the, you know, extreme ball kill um, as a strategy. And that will change as models uh, change and our new ones are introduced and rules kind of switch up a little bit. But I think there will definitely be uh, kind of a, content, a constantly shifting, evolving set of like tactics and strategy. But um, yeah, I, sorry, strategy, more as strategy and like what is being played and what is good into what is being played. So meta kind of things. But like tactics themselves, if you think of tactics in like the chess term or like the war term, tactic is like the movement on the field versus strategy is the overarching like organization of of plans uh, and logistics. So if in that case, like tactics, I mean, you know, placing a two-inch model with a knockdown, um, engaging a one-inch model, and then knocking that model down so that it has to like sacrifice movement and do nothing or uh, spend in, uh, momentum to clear conditions and then kind of just walk into you. Um, that's always going to be a good tactic as long as the base rules of the game are somewhat similar. So like a lot of those tactics that we use in Guild Ball, like um, putting the you know putting a model. Putting the ball on a model, or putting the ball, taking the ball off a model when you have somebody who can, you know, get the ball from your models like uh, Siren or uh, Corsair, and then also keeping the ball on your models when the you have 
models that use uh, free ball uh, character plays or traits. Like those are tactics, and I think many of them are, or the ones that are you know available are more or less they exist, and people have done them. But the strategies are what change. I don't know. I just ranted. What do you guys think? Agree? Disagree? One thing that I think Steamforge has done a really good job of this year, as opposed to 2017, is their content releases. I mean, I, I think every single time we get a new box, we kind of have to a little bit reevaluate the games. I mean, uh, whereas last year in 2017, I think we got, what, like six new models over the course of a year until Thresher came out? Yeah, I mean, something the, like that. Whereas this up. year, we've, yeah. we've gotten a minor guild, we've gotten. You've gotten blacksmith boxes. Yeah. We've gotten two, you know, metal boxes. Uh, I think that's kept the game really fresh. Um, and and uh, and I think season four coming soon is going to spice things up quite a bit. So uh, f- just from that perspective, I don't think it's in any way, shape, or form solved. Mm-hmm. Um, excellent, Chris. Anything to add? No, because I mean, the question itself is, I feel like it's l- too much leading. Are you, like, ins- you insulting? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's Dan, so that's fine. It's Dan, we're allowed to. Um, Actually, we're. I think we're contractually obligated. I think we have a <laughs> two. No, um, I mean, like, it, it just feels like it's, like, reaching for a question that's not... Like, yeah, I, I, I got you. Know, He's... I, He's trying to convert, uh, create controversy so that people will actually listen to his podcast. I gotcha. I, I read what you're putting out there subtly. Um, I'm not going so far as to go into government conspiracy stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'll do I it just, for you. I just think it's a little, I don't know, like, obviously there's going to be something that somebody hasn't tried because while there aren't that many lineups, there are a lot of them. I just don't think that the meaningful difference between them is that big. So I don't think the game is solved. Like you're not gonna, the game isn't solved in a way where if you move model to here on turn this, then it's gonna win you the game every time. Like now, because uh, there's always gonna be a minute difference on like just how many like millimeters you're off. So. No, the game isn't solved, but no, the tactics aren't really anything special, different either. So, sure. Yeah, I would say like uh, it, the game not- is the game that it is. Like, <laughs> yeah, the fundamental good fundamentals will always be important, no matter what season we're in, no matter what set of cards you have in front of you. Yeah. Good fundamentals of this game will always matter. Yeah, and you got to remember that uh, unlike a game like chess, uh, there in which itself has you know in, almost infinite uh, not almost infinite but a very very high permutation of uh moves gill ball has like i don't know what's infinitely the infinitely more than that yeah, infinitely more than that because every move is yeah functionally infinite uh possibilities as to where a model where models can be um because of the you know the, the minutia of not of of having real real distant measurement true like true true line measurement i don't know what the call the term for it is but um as opposed to like you know space or hex based or you know square based um so yeah moving on uh i'm gonna give a quick i'm not gonna answer this question because i don't think the answer is yes for any of us but uh 
the there is a New England team tournament happening on November 10th. Ooh. So people should go to it. I will probably not be able to go to it, but other people should. I think they still uh, have when spots. Is it? November 10th. So it's like smack in the middle between SteamCon and Chicago's thing. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, also, that yeah was to Lon and not the question because the answer for me is a resounding no because like I got school and so my travel for Guild Ball is going to be pretty limited for the uh, remainder of the year. But I'm glad that there's more events like that. Team events are awesome. I'm holding my judgment on team events until later. Did we lose Mike? We might have. Uh, I'm going to continue with questions from the Discord while we wait for Mike to come back. Um, How much would you give to have Jared back on the cast? Um, I don't know. Uh, He might come back on the cast one day. Uh, I would give about 350 good or has he been on the cast the whole time and you just had him muted because hashtag just AP things yeah he's been here the whole time <laughs> um what do you I think about am, the, yeah I am Jared McGraw just <laughs> you just lost your Virginian accent and traded it for yeah he he that was actually funny I was thinking about that today I was like Jared was on team northern aggression man he Jared has a pretty thick Virginia accent to be on a team called Northern Aggression. I mean, Uh, he was just in the—he was just in the, you know, on the on the right side of. Although actually, he doesn't live in a in a spot that would have been on the north side of uh, of that war. But I don't know. He has. You're fading. He has the accent to change lives. Um. I should have been on Northern Aggression because I'm right there, Cincinnati. That was a sanctuary city. Um, What do you think of the Season 4 changes blogged so far? And on the Salvation scale of 1 to 7, how do you rank them? So these being your home crowd on kickoff turn, your uh, tap-ins on passes and half-range, and the obstacle standing stuff. Hmm. I'm looking at them right now. I actually, I like the, the momentum on the kickoff. I think that actually has a pretty major impact on the game. Um, counterattacks and being able to clear a knockdown. I think yeah. that's actually a pretty big deal that people are sleeping on. Uh, I I don't care. I actually don't care for the change to the tap-in rule. Um, oh, you're I, a monster. I'm probably one <laughs> of the only people that feels that way. But if you think about it, it's kind of an effective nerf to any model that doesn't have a kick distance of eight. Which is a lot of... Uh, which is most models. I mean, it's only it's a nerf to their kick goal on scoring. the goal, right. but it's not a but nerf not to, to their, their pass. Right. And I, I, I love the pass part. The yeah, pass part I like the huge. pass part. Yeah. The I just pa- don't like. Yeah, there's. I think that should be kind of separated into two discussions. There, I think the pass part is lovely. I hate the uh, 
the fact that they added any sort of a division into the game, even though it's yeah. small numbers and like easy to divide. That's just another little like annoying thing. Like uh, back in when I was playing War Machine, like where you'd go into the terrain and then you'd lose half your distance or your distance would cost you double. So it kind of half your distance. But then if you made it out, then you're back up to normal again. And it's like, uh, yeah, all these, trigonometry and all this yeah, crazy any, stuff. any kind of like I didn't come here to do math I came here to score goals and leave um, <laughs> like let me put it let me put it this way I like I would have loved both of these rules with no questions at all if they had always been a static four for everybody oh yeah definitely I would like have if loved that, that had been the way it was I'd be like yes but since I, I don't I don't care for the division part, I don't like I always enjoyed the fact that, you know, like salt always is shooting a tap end. You know what I mean? That's Yeah. Um Who knows? Anyway. Maybe I'll have an eight inch kick. <laughs> yeah, maybe. What was the other one? Something about boxes? Uh, obstacle standing on that one. You can't stand that Yeah, you can't stand on them. Um anybody who was playing with three D terrain was usually doing this anyway. Um I like I like it a bit. I like it um, that you can't have models that are like immune to moving. And yeah, I like it a lot in that fact. Like you can't just well, I'm standing on this obstacle, uh, so now I'm immune to pushes in all forms. Uh, now you yeah, have to be really behind dumb. it and be immune to pushes in that direction. So that one's like a seven on the salvation scale. <laughs> seven out of what? Out of seven. Oh, is that what it's? It's one to seven. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's how much season four will save us all points. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. One out of seven. Okay. Did you like my rating scale the other day? Of um, it was like eight Kraken heads out of five. Yes, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Check out momentous ta- uh, tackle. <laughs> Are those the only changes that we know about so far? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if if they are, if there's others, then I've forgotten about them. So they've obviously got a one out of seven. All right, I got another question. Well, two. One is a statement. Uh, Chris, have you seen Kindergarten Cop yet? No. Oh, that's... What? I I tried. I literally tried. It was on HBO Now, and I was gonna stream it, but then my internet broke. So. Eh. Wait, can I, can I interject one question real quick? You can. Right. Go for it. Um, who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> uh, I don't know, and I also don't know. Okay. <laughs> Lon, that's a really insensitive question. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's never known his father. <laughs> this would be really bad if that's actually the case and i apologize no that is actually the case oh my god i'm a horrible <laughs> human being i i was i wasn't sure if you were joking there or like real but like just you know hiding the pain all right um, kids i'm gonna have to sit backwards on my chair and turn my hat around all right we're getting into some real discussion here <laughs> all right um well maybe that explains why you haven't seen the movie possibly <laughs> <laughs> moving on uh, I got another question um, since we're in the process of commenting on other media uh, things what do you think of the pitches blacksmith strategy and who uh, would you take into Corsair and 
ballista. Um, I have no idea what the pitches blacksmith so, yes, strategy I will, is. I will explain that. Um, it is Dan White's strategy, and I believe the models he took were Anvil Sledge, Ferrite Iron, Vet Cinder, and Ferris. Um, and he uh, he wonderfully described it as a tempo style, uh, meaning he <laughs> sacrifice okay. he sacrifices Vet Cinder or put throws her in at the bottom of turn one, um, or throws her in during turn one. Sorry, and then uh, sledge in at the bottom of turn one with lots of you know dodges and speeding up and all that stuff. Um, and the goal is to like you know win into the next turn um what do i think of the strategy i was on board with it until he said ferris um and then i realized it was garbage not because ferris is garbage but because ferris and that team is garbage no uh, <laughs> i'm confused by the whole thing i think the point of it was that she can you could put one on her and she could sprint 10 and get an attack which is like cool but then, maybe he wants to quick foot sledge. No, no, He's I talk. I talk. anatomical precision to turn the frogs into pitch listeners. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, that's true. He's just. He's uh, anyway. Yeah, we just gave him free publicity. What's going on? But no, who would you take uh, as blacksmiths into Corsair and or Ballista? Um, I think you can pretty much take the what i would call in my opinion the standard like go-to lineup like the safe like good models lineup there are definitely variations you can do but um ferrite captain iron um uh hearth and alloy and then furnace uh and vet cinder um and then, and then, if you receive, maybe drop Ferrite as the captain, lever on the team, uh, and take Burnish as the as the captain. Um, I've seen that played pretty well. Um, but yeah, like I think either of those standard teams are fine, um, especially receiving Burnish into Corsair and Ballista is kind of cute for the fact that you can do a first turn legendary to put a bunch of damage out there and also by the way like make drag uh really annoying but that only works if you're receiving so um or if it's season four and you have a momentum for kick do you guys have any hot blacksmith tests chris i know you're no, so good I at that <laughs> so no. um <laughs> yeah i don't know blacksmiths kind of feel like a team where they do their thing um which is be really aggressive, really fast, can get a lot, uh, can do ridiculous amounts of damage if they either spike and or get a, the right setup or the right targets, um, and are also pretty vulnerable, like generally as a team to uh, counterattacks and getting you know uh, threatened. So you need to. It's less about what models you take and more about what your game plan is going into those teams. Um, like how are you going to get your goals? How are you going to deal with Corsair? You know, etc. So, yeah. You got another question for us? We got a couple more we can do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've got others from the Discord. Uh, 
if you had to pitch a supplemental Guild Ball product to Steamforge games, what would it be? Defining supplemental as not a new guild or new models. Um, well, darn for that second part, because I was going to say minor guild with an E. Uh, Miner's guild? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but. We never released the second batch of miners to the world. They're out. Did we? We never did. Oh, well, we'll have to get on that. Yeah. To make people think. Well, remember when like there was like a good handful of people that thought it was a real announcement? Yeah. That was awesome. I had uh, one of my friends, Tony, like asking me at SteamCon, like, man, you heard about the miners? I'm like, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I hate I have to tell you some things. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what would I don't your know, do you guys be? have any good products? I was thinking about, I actually wrote and printed out a grid-based deck-building game centered around in the kind of the Guild Ball universe. That's what I would pitch. Yeah. Mm, I think okay. I sent you that, actually. Yeah, you did. Um, sorry, do you have more? Go ahead, Lon. No, I'm good. All right. It's kind of like Dominion with a board, was what it was, <laughs> like soccer-themed. Okay. Uh, mine would be a set of precision dice, right? Uh, and but the the catch is the dice are, and I know we got to figure out the like the physics behind it. But the dice are magnetized or some kind of thing going on. Maybe you know like they're small electromagnets. I don't know. But basically, like if you get really upset and you like throw your dice in anger because they haven't rolled well, they like swing back and they hit you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and they're this precision like dice, a- so they're like pretty sharp. Okay. <laughs> oh man, you're running with the sharp edge precision dice. Ew. Um, I don't know. I'm not running. I have like eight thousand chess X dice of all different from all the different tournaments and all the different things and in all the different colors, and I love them. So we're getting more Carolina chess X dice to give away at SteamCon. Great. <laughs> I don't have a product. I'm not. A, I'm not a product creator. You're not. A, you're not a capitalist. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe i give him away during my uh my show match with vince did y'all hear about that i did exciting oh wait how about how about this your images of your characters in guild ball on their own without any background please easy, oh my easy God. for the photoshopping good for the photoshopping it. Is this like a product or like a, a service? Yes, it can be either. <laughs> I, would, yes. I would pay a dollar for that. <laughs> All right, next question. It's something on the resources page. Uh, what are the chefs going to be on the Mike the Dog power scale? I'm not aware of what this power scale is. Um, I'm not either. I don't know if I've done one. Uh, they're going to be... Um, it's gonna be. They're gonna be beautiful. That's that's their power rating. Beautiful. How many heads out of five? <laughs> um, I'd say six heads of beef out of four. Actually, they use a different okay. metric. Yeah, I'd I put. Gotcha. I'd use using Lon's metric. Five five ox heads out of three. 
Oh, Oxheads. That was such a better... Oh, God, that was good. How did I miss that? All right, moving on. Uh... Which guild are you most excited for in season four, given imperfect information, obviously? All right. I don't think I can answer this question and not because, because I, I can answer it very generally, but I can't explain why. Well, Go. we didn't ask for why, so. That's true. I guess so. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, go for it, Chris. I'll, I'll be last. Navigators. Lon. Also navigators. <laughs> I'm. My, Chris and I are two peds in a pod. Have you not realized that? I, yeah, we have two of the same people on. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for Masons because I have very great hope. Oh, I said I wouldn't say why Masons uh, yes. because I think ah, models. Stop. I think no wait. I just think the models that I think are pretty will be really good. And actually, that's most of the Masons models. So. Um, you said we wouldn't say why. Stop. Yeah, but that that but that no, that works out. That works out. Mike, do you use Anvil? Do you have Anvil mounted to the dashboard or of your car, or do you go like me and use them as a hood ornament? <laughs> and this is from Jared. I know, which is weird because Jared loves Anvil. Um, he probably bought two sets of blacksmiths. Oh, and he put or, yeah, like, okay, the Anvil out of my backyard <laughs> <laughs> that you threw. <laughs> There you go. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Anvil's cool. He's very iconic. Uh, and yeah, that's great. Let's see. I think we have one more question, two more questions that are worth answering. Um, what is your gut feeling about Angel getting linked activation with Fathom? Is it worth spending a slot in your six to have Angel in your lineup? Uh, go. That's where we'll save us all. Yo, I came up with this idea like way back in... Like a year and a half ago of 2017, so so Chris was cool or, before it was cool. I thought of the linked and tap and pass. Come at me. Yep. Uh, also, yeah. I think but what are your in, in real about talk? It? In real talk, uh, <laughs> I think it makes her reasonable to look at and reasonable to play. Your issue is that there are a lot of better than reasonable models in the navigators. And I think, I think in a, in a uh, lineup where you have to, if you're going all in on goals because you don't think you can beat the opponent down, I'm not sure where that might be or where that might be just in your own skill level estimations versus your opponent estimations. But I think, especially where your opponent outclasses you is a good place to have angel in your six and just go all in on goals and hope that they can't do anything about it. I don't know, man. I'm, I need to see, I need to see some major, even with linked, I need to see some major love to angels card before I even think about putting her in that six. Oh I mean, man, you're such a hater. I, I am. I'm sorry. I feel bad. But I just, her playbook is garbage. She's still tech four. Her she doesn't get the rerolls like everyone else. I mean, I would put in Ebb as a striker, Siren as a striker. I mean, but by the Horizon. way, I like how you guys both went to playing uh, her in Navigators. Um, clearly, see where your guys' heads are at. 
going forward. I well, I've think, thought about it in fish too, and it's still. I well, like fish, it better. You've got a, fish. Like it fish it's okay fish. because of Corsair, right? Corsair can have Angel do half court shots, which is pretty crazy. See, I mean, I just like the idea because uh, Fathom coming in. Fathom, by the way, is ridiculous in um, fish. Ridiculous. Uh, really, really good. And with her coming in, I feel like she covers one of your really fast go-get-the-ball striker models. Um, so you can pick your other one. Uh, then you have Shark. Then you have Mascot. Um, and that gets you to four. Um, then you can have like full support model like Hag or like pseudo striker support ball retrieval model like Siren. Uh, and then you can have Angel, who's like another super influence efficient model uh and you kind of just like sit her there on one every turn and she either just nimbles into uh snapshot range or like sits there as like a an outlet for fathom to move the ball around well the reason the reason i hadn't thought (laughs) much about angel and fish is because i haven't thought about or in a fish six is because I haven't thought about Angel in a fish twelve. Oh, so, she can totally make the twelve once she it goes up. Probably the could. Uh, I'm just not thinking about that. So. One thing you also got to consider is her stock does go up with the um, tap in change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I man, I just I really like my strikers to have a. Plan B for when their activation doesn't go the way I think it's going to go. Yeah, her or, you plan know, something B cra- is nimble. Well, I mean, for both of them, for Fathom and Angel, both of them have awful plan Bs. Sure. But, like, I don't know. Fathom's plan A is, like... Incredible. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, but, I'm, like, I'm with you. I, I don't know the, how often plan A doesn't work out. <laughs> Not that uh, not that often. Well, one thing that I don't think people think about with Fathom is um, if you and I think this matters. It's when you are going first and you do not start with the momentum. It's pretty hard to get her heroic off. So I don't think people are thinking about that yet. Sure. No. No. I mean, she may not be a top of turn. Uh, you know, model to go with unless you have like an easy way to generate like somebody you're already in melee with and like mm-hmm. crowding out or ganging up on. Um, yeah, but she's still so good. Oh my she's god, she's good. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Excellent. Uh, and our last question, I think our last question. Um, our last question. Let's just. No, let's just do it. Do you feel that that calculus works better with Midas or Smoke? Uh, does she actually make Venom a little bit more usable um, in select matchups? Uh, yeah, uh, go for Midas it. and yes. Yeah, she definitely works better better with Midas because Smoke um, wants the AOE from regular calculus. Uh, can get around it right now by like using hemlock and stuff, but that's like an opportunity cost because then you're not taking decimate uh, or mist or other models. Um, I think, yeah, and I think she does cool things with the ball, which is what Midas really wants to do. Um, 
Does she make Venon a little bit more usable? No. What is she? I mean, what is the connection there? Uh, maybe I'm not. He gives um, himself poison, poison and armor. And then she yeah. Can take it off. And then she can take it off. I mean, gotcha. it literally does make him more survivable. Few things that he does. I whether that I don't. I think objectively, it makes him more usable. I think the point of debate is. I think whether it actually makes her more usable. usable enough. I think it's more. That's more about making her more usable because who cares if Venon takes two damage? That's not the big deal. It's more that she actually has a condition to easily take off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I guess that is a, a question to consider. I, well, he, I think once he gets a better playbook, his use there would be to be the uh, to like to provide to be the guy her. carrying around her bags. So sure, I guess I don't know. Yeah, sure. His use is by catering to her every need. Um, Wouldn't Catalyst kind of serve that purpose better, though? Yeah, yes, except for the fact that Crucible. So. Uh, except for the <laughs> fact that Catalyst, um, he would Likes get to have his. Yeah, thing. he actually wants his carrot condition on himself. But also Crucible. Yeah, yeah. but then I, Venom nah. Crucible. That's like, that's a toss up. I don't know who who's winning out in that in, <laughs> in that one right there. The undercard fight. Yeah. I mean, Venom just needs a a playbook that is, makes sense and is kind of better. Yeah, I don't know. He needs a little like his fundamentals are good for uh, the one, the only four two model in the game outside of uh, outside of grace uh, buffs buffs or like defensive Reverse. stance. Yeah. Uh, the only turn to turn for two model <laughs> on the game. Uh, yeah, so he's cool. He just needs to do a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, excellent. All right, yeah, man, we did a thing. We did. Well, Lon, thanks for coming on. Do you want to remind people where you're uh, if they want to go for all the hot uh, statistical analysis and data takes on <laughs> Gilball? Uh, sure, yeah. I do uh, a little blog called Momentous Tackle. It's momentoustackle.wordpress.com. Um, you know, I've been putting some video game recaps up there, some, you know, opinion pieces. And towards the end of the month, I do kind of a recap of what the uh, what the month looked like on the tournament scene. Uh, you can also catch me on Twitter at SquirtleSoHappy. Nice. And yeah, maybe uh, people should put potentially look out for uh for some cool things that we may partner and do on via your blog uh at some point um i'll they i'll give a little teaser if anybody has ever um done like uh gone to like chess.com uh if you're into chess and stuff like that uh they do cool things on their website like kind of the like you know little exercises and stuff like that so we're considering blatantly stealing that format <laughs> there's a um for any card game people out there hearthstone just released like a puzzle mode there you where go. you try to like find the solution and that, that's kind of what we're thinking yes and i actually it's really timely that we're talking about it again now because i actually was in uh, i pushed into a chess classroom in my school uh today to work with one of the kids and I just get lost in the class, like, 
because I get excited, I get like nerd out and start wanting to play chess. The other day, I uh, they one of the ninth graders, uh, like who's like more skilled, was like destroying all the people he was playing oh. in the class because it, it was like the open level. It's like the kind of not the beginner, the anybody can play level chess class, mm-hmm. but he was like kind of better. So I like went to sit down, and I haven't played serious chess since I was like their age, but um. You know, we start playing, we start playing, and I get really into it, and I crushed him. It was, it was great. <laughs> Nothing feels better than just like he was like, and he's like, crushing like a thirteen-year-old kid. He was like, yeah, listen, he was fourteen. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he looked like Take he it was on the fourteen-year-old. He looked like he was about ten. Uh, he's a he's a little he's a little nugget, but uh, it was it was fun. Uh, yeah. Anyway, with that, we've been very precise. All right. See ya. Good night.